0: The Paul Williams and Tracy Jackson Podcast. Inspiration, enlightenment, and insight on how to get what you want and how to keep it. We could have been anything that we wanted to be. And it's not too late to change it. We'd be delighted to give it some thought. Maybe you'll agree that we really ought to be And now, here are your hosts. Paul Williams and Tracy Jackson. So, Tracy Jackson.
1: Yes, Paul Williams. I got
0: the best email from you yesterday. And what was that? It was the one with a picture you took at JFK.
1: Oh, my God. I was so excited. I was coming here, taking the plane with my family to fly out here to do this and have a little end of summer vacation. Yeah. And Lucy, my 15-year-old, says, Mom, look, your book. It's over there. And as you know, all we've wanted is to get our book into airports. Selling your book in airports is primo. That's the deal. Well, because people buy books when they're running the plane. You know, I don't have a book. i got to get a book. What am I going to do for three hours? The plane's late. They buy two books. Anyway, so I go over, and I'm so excited. They call the plane. The flight's been boarding. I run over to the little bookshop, and it's not just there; it's, it's number two. Are you saying best we have seller. the
0: number two bestseller at JFK's? Oh my God! This we are is, the
1: number two bestseller after my hero Marie Kondo and her book, The Fine Art of un, of uh, Untidying of Cluttering Up. Now I've, I've screwed up the name of her book, but anyway, but anyway, we are number two.
0: Gratitude and trust: six affirmations that will change your life.
1: May change ours because it's number two bestseller, JFK. When you're on your way to the plane, pick up a copy.
0: Well, it was amazing when the book came out. The day that the book came out, a year ago, September 16th, we did Oprah, and and she. I I don't know how you get more excited than her holding up the book and saying, "This is a great Christmas present. This is the perfect Hanukkah present. This is book." Now is a, it's
1: a perfect airplane and,
0: read. And now it came, it's just come out in paperback, so it's it's amazing. And thank you, Tracy, because you're the one who said, "Let's write this book." We did it together. You write ten hours, I write three. I, and all of a well, sudden, we've
1: we've got teamwork. <laughs> but I wanted airports so badly. It was one of my things that when I would meditate, or you know, oh, what I really, 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 really want. I want, in, and every time I went to an airport, and it's maybe that thing, Polly, that you really believe, and I believe, but I don't believe probably as strongly as you do because you're just Polly. But if you visualize it and you really want it and you really, really focus yes. on it, and every time I've been in an airport this year, which has been God knows a lot, both of us. Every time I walk past Hudson News, every time I walk past a bookshop, I always say to myself, I just want to get gratitude and trust in an airport bookshop. I just want to get gratitude and trust in an airport bookshop. And I get on the plane, I just... I don't know. Maybe I just willed it into being. You know,
0: you know the fact is that thought, I believe, as you know very strongly, that thoughts become things. Whether you think something negative or uh, uh, whether it's positive, doesn't matter. You dwell on something, and, you know, like, as a man thinketh in his heart is something that a very important man said, uh, you know, th- I mean, that's right out of the Bible, that there's power in what we dwell on, what we create. So we're going to, speaking of creating.
1: What are we creating?
0: We're going to we're going to have a conversation with somebody you've known a long time that is uh-huh. that has built a, a, a she
1: creates a lot.
0: Empire on her. The fact that if she creates everything from crafts to food to you to name it
1: parties to to houses to lifestyle, she's got uh, she, the martha stewart martha stewart is uh the first lady of creation of stuff in america really i want incredible.
0: to ask her i want to ask her about doing the uh the uh, uh roast for uh, for justin bieber it was just an, an i have
1: to watch that i haven't seen yeah, it yeah
0: yeah it was just it was so funny isn't all. it
1: amazing what's happened to roasts when you used to do roasts right yeah and the things that people can say now in roast lucy had me watch the james franco roast the other uh-huh. night oh my god the things they say on tv I know I sound like an old lady, but it's really.
0: You're not an old lady. You're. I'm not an old lady. You're young but, and but, hip. But compared
1: for, to, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm young and hip. For, but but remember when you used to do roast, you couldn't say the stuff they say now.
0: No, but uh, well, well, we did, but it was a stag. But it wasn't ro- televised. A stag roast for Pat McCormick and all but the guys. But it wasn't that,
1: televised.
0: No, of course not. On television, you couldn't say damn. No,
1: well, you know? I'm now. I'm talking. These things are on television. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And, and the great thing about doing a podcast is whatever comes out of our mouth, it stays on the waves. You know.
1: Good morning, Martha Stewart. Good morning, Tracy, and uh, how are you? I'm very well. Good
0: good morning, Martha. It's Paul.
1: Hi. Good morning. Thank you so much for doing this for us. You are so great. You're probably in the middle of of decoupaging your dining room or something, and you take the time to take our call, but (laughs) today your 85th book comes out, Martha Stewart, Isn't that exciting? And, you know, uh, when
2: you're writing books and and authoring uh, wonderful uh, works as we do, um, you do have to take time to think, gosh, this is an accomplishment. Because so many times you think, oh, gosh, another book. When it gets to be this number, you think, oh, another book's out. I I hope it does well. I'll do my best to promote it. But, Really, in fact, um, so many people worked so hard on this particular appetizers, uh, this book called Martha Stewart's Appetizers, uh, wonderful photography, wonderful recipes, wonderful tested recipes, uh, that you really do have to acknowledge Um, it was an effort, it was uh, certainly worth it in the final result and and authorship is excellent
1: (laughs) well you are you are just a phenom i i've seen the book your kind folks sent me a copy and i and it's absolutely gorgeous i said to my daughter lucy who was looking at it said mom we have to start making appetizers something she's never ever said to me at the age of 15.
0: so you you
1: you even piqued her interest in appetizers how did how do you keep coming up with more books, Martha? Eighty-five books while you've been doing TV shows and radio shows and everything you do, running a huge, bajillion-dollar company. How do you do all of this? Explain it. <laughs> Your schedule must be
0: amazing. I mean, I can't even th- I imagine trying to juggle so many, so many. Uh, uh...
2: Well, uh, we actually have a real company. It's a New York Stock Exchange listed company called Martha Stewart Living Omnimedia. Um, we do have lots of employees who uh, work very hard in the, uh, in the subject matter called living. And living is, uh, for me, uh, a very serious and very uh, broad category. Uh, I remember when I first started the company, uh, I presented a July prototype issue to a publisher uh, that I was hoping would would back our company and, he, and they said after they looked at the July they said, well this is fantastic but what are you going to do next July as if we had covered July and in fact I just laughed and I said, oh I promise you in 25 years, we will rarely repeat any July material and i have lived up to that promise because our uh, july issue this year was so unique and so beautiful and so unrepetitive of anything we had done before so it's a, it's a limitless subject matter and uh, and as such we can do product we can do books we can do magazines we can do tv and radio and podcasts and uh, and whatever so it's it's a it's a Great subject. Living is a, a beautiful subject.
1: Well, there's two things I want to address in in what you just said. One, it is true. I went on your website the other day and spent a couple hours, which I'd never spent as much time on your website. And it's you go in there, and I, I sort of just wanted to live there for four days because there there's there's horticulture, there's your Dogs. There's living. There's holiday. There's weddings. There's just everywhere you can possibly go. It's it's truly well, an accomplishment, and you just sort of want to live in your website in the world of Martha Stewart. Well, again, it, what I
2: cover on a daily basis in the web, and, call, and uh, we have MarthaStewart.com, but my blog is the Martha Blog, uh, which is encapsulated within the MarthaStewart.com. Um, what I what what I try to cover are our core areas and that does uh, that's that is it's food it's entertaining it's gardening it's collecting it's um um weddings it's baby and kids it's uh decorating so it's many many different categories
1: you know i want to ask you 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 started out and i didn't know this but you were a chanel model
2: well, not just for Chanel. I, um, when I was 13, a neighbor, um, a ballet dancer uh, who lived on my street, Elm Place in Nutley, New Jersey, uh, mentioned after school that she said, you know, I go into New York uh, on a regular basis, and I model and I, to pay for my ballet lessons. And she said, you should come. So I went with her and the agency at the time was called Stewart Models. Um, I was not yet married to Andy Stewart, so my name was Martha Costaira. And I uh, was accepted immediately into this agency, Stewart. And um, it, was a, it was a well-known agency at the time. And, um, and I was accepted and I uh, became a model. Uh, at 13, and they sent me out on ghosties, and I did TV commercials, and all of that paid for my um, college tuition, which was, you know, wonderful, I mean, because you were making $50 an hour when, instead of the 50 cents an hour for, as a babysitter, so um, it was kind of, it was a very interesting upbringing. And uh, and uh, I forgot what the question was.
0: It? You know, well, no, I, that I, was I, that
1: you started as a model, and then you then you worked in the business world, and I know then you got married, and then this this you by happenstance by the way you lived and the way you ran your life you started this whole Martha the world of Martha Stewart if you well, go if you, if
0: I can jump in if you go back to the headwaters of this so Martha just said something interesting there was more money to be made in modeling than in babysitting at age <laughs> 10 i believe you were babysitting for some very famous baseball players
2: oh i was oh, yes true babys- we had we had a whole we had a little gang of babysitters who uh, sort of fell into um, a very lucky situation with the New York Yankees, uh, who hired us. I babysat for Yogi Berra's children. Oh for Gil McDougal's children. Uh, I didn't babysit for Mickey Mantle's children, but some of my friends did, and it was kind of fun. You know, it, we, they were—they um, all lived in New Jersey. It was an easy commute across the river to uh, to New York uh, and to Yankee Stadium. And uh, they um, they loved us because we were intelligent, and uh, it wasn't really at ten. I think we were a little older. I think more like uh, thirteen, fourteen when we sure. when we started. When we started Babysitting for the for all of these, uh, and when I reminded Yogi Berra's wife, I saw her at a Yankee game. Uh, she laughed, and Yogi, of course, didn't remember anything about, about <laughs> babysitting. But we remembered, and uh, and I have some Gil McDougall signed baseball cards, by the way, which are probably somewhat valuable.
1: You know, which which really makes me think, Martha, that from a very early age, because you know, in our book, we try and get people to to find their best selves to. Motivate themselves to go out there and Really be able to do whatever they want to do and, and you are a living example of this But clearly At a very early age Somewhere in you Was this nothing's going to stop me I can do whatever I can do anything Personality, is that not true? Um, well in a way Yeah, I, I was intrepid I,
2: I didn't have a fear Of hard work Um, I was the uh, um, second oldest of six kids uh, in a modest uh, home in Nutley, New Jersey. We lived on a very nice street right around the corner from our grammar school. And uh, we had a fifth of an acre, I remember, with a giant garden in the backyard where my dad grew pretty much all our uh, spring, summer, and fall produce. And, uh, and beyond, behind that property was another large piece of land, uh, which were community gardens. So we had more gardens in the community garden area. So those are not brand new ideas. These, uh, it was at that time it was called the Victory Garden, because after after World War II. This sounds like a thousand years ago, but, but there were actually victory gardens in neighborhoods. Sure. Uh, and uh, and we, uh, we grew beautiful things, tomatoes and peppers and eggplants and apples and peaches and corn. And uh, I remember my father actually grew a huge crop of lavender, French lavender which was so exquisite. And just last year, we found in a drawer of a piece of furniture that belonged to my mom, we found a little um, vial marked Ed's uh, Lavender Seeds. And I wow. grew, uh, cool. and I... And I grew them, and you'll see in our next spring, one of our issues uh, for Father's Day, you'll see my remembering column um, about, um, about my father's lavender. It's so beautiful.
1: So your gardening skills go back to your childhood then. You just didn't wake oh, up one day yes. and were able to do the Snapdragon thing I was reading about yesterday. Oh, <laughs>
2: uh, no, no, no. And, you know, it was, um, it was um, just uh, my favorite thing to do with my dad was to garden. I didn't like doing the plumbing jobs or the carpentry jobs because I had to stand there with tools and hand them to him as if he were a surgeon. You had to hand him the right tool or, oh, my goodness. Um, So I I didn't like doing that so much, but I did like being in the yard, weeding and and planting and and harvesting uh, from the garden and growing beautiful things.
1: Who taught you to cook, Martha?
2: Mom. Mom and my grandmothers. My grandmothers were both excellent cooks. Um, my grandmother in Buffalo, um, she took me to all the farms and to the farmer's markets in Buffalo. We had relatives who lived in Canada who had uh, amazing uh, cows and, and made cheese and cottage cheese. And I remember I remember just tasting all this stuff and just devouring it. It was so good. So she, uh, my that grandma, uh, actually taught me the art of preserving. Today, today, I've used some of her recipes. I made it tomato sauce that I that I put in the freezer she never froze anything because they didn't have big freezers in those days she still had an icebox but um, but we today I froze uh, I don't know how many quarts of fresh tomato sauce from my garden I made pickles for the last two weeks because we have so many cucumbers and all of those are my grandma's recipes. We'll so have,
1: you've done that already today, Martha, that you've already made pickles and you've already made tons of tomato sauce? Before
2: I went at 6, six o'clock to the Today Show, you know, Farm Girl's life never, you know, it, it always starts early and ends late. You are I'm just so,
0: amazing. I, you know what I, th- I think, Mar- Martha, I think that you have, you know, I, as I sit and I listen to this, you you, know, you, you started cooking, you learned cooking from your grandmother, you know, when you were just such a small child and everything, yet immediately, uh, you know, the thing that occurs to me is that you you have in your DNA that, you know, just the sense, the spirit of a teacher. You have a great quote that if... uh, if you learn something new every day, you can teach something new every day, and it seems to me that you've managed to structure your life in such a way where you can immediately do that. You have the gift of as soon as you learn something, immediately you get to pass it on. I think I think it's a, a real, you get a sense of who you are the more, I mean, you started out well, with, yeah. it's, it's who you are. You're a teacher.
2: And, I, and both my parents were teachers, and they were seriously good teachers. And in addition, my dad was the, the scoutmaster, the Eagle Scoutmaster, so um, Uh, He had a very strict regimen of learning and doing. Uh, Crafts came early to us, so we did crafting sewing, ironing. You know, I had every single Girl Scout badge you can imagine on my I belt. believe
1: that, Martha. I believe <laughs> that you had more... I, be, I believe they had to invent Girl Scout badges that had not been thought up yet for you.
2: No, but I, I can't find my belt. Or my banner is like a banner that you wore over your shoulder. I can't find it. I,
0: You've <laughs> lost something. Wait a minute. That's... No, that's yeah, well, notify I, the medium. Martha Stewart is disorganized. She can't find oh, her, no, her no. Girl Scout belt. Because
1: Glenn... Oh, could, Glenn could I, sell that for a lot, Martha. I left that somewhere at
2: my mother's house, and somebody else has it, and I don't know who.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> but Martha, fun. you know, when I think about you, I think about someone else who I knew, and when Julia Child started, she taught American women. She showed American women, and you can correct me if you want, that they could eat differently than they'd been used to. That that french food and fine food if simplified was at their disposal and i don't think anyone until you came along and started to show american women and i'm sure men out there too that they could live their lives in a much more i don't want to say elaborate but sensual complete uh elegant way and with taking advantage of all sorts of things with gardening and food and and beautiful decoration that they made themselves that these things were not just for people with a lot of money that these things were something that everyone in america could have at their disposal was that your goal or did that just kind of happen because it really did you you changed the way so many people lived and you continue to do this
2: Um, Well, it wasn't exactly a goal, but it certainly did happen, and uh, thank you very much for uh, bringing up Julia Child because she was the mentor to many of us um, who uh, craved uh, something new and different, Uh, and she did bring uh, an awareness of world cuisine, particularly French to all of us in America. And uh, then the, um, as, as uh, trade and as uh, transportation became easier, more and more of us were able to experience other parts of the world. And now, I mean, look just look at New York, how many different cuisines are available on a regular basis in New York City or in Cleveland, Ohio, or, you know, in uh, Houston, Texas. You can get a lot of different variety. Uh, and I love that, um, that she really sort of opened the doors to uh, foreign cuisine. And, uh, and I uh, think that I have indeed helped um, many, many families uh, live uh, more beautiful lives, um, paying more attention to, uh, to a, a good life uh, rather than just a life. Uh, and that's, that's a, it's been a very, it's been a high-minded goal, and, and I think people have responded very, very nicely. Uh, we still have so many readers and, and so many television viewers of, of the stuff that we do, which are, and everything that we do is still basically teaching.
1: Well, and you, and you, and it's, 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 it's daunting sometimes. And I think that, but you do somehow reach out and I'm sure you find the people who aren't afraid to garden or you, I, like, I, there's so much, like I, a glue gun scares me to death still. I could never, ever get myself near a glue gun or a staple gun. But what would you say, Martha, if you were going to, with the five things, if, if taking all homemakers out there and we won't even we don't don't have to even limit them to one sex anymore since there's so many different kinds of homes in america what would you say the five things that everyone should pay attention to weekly if they could to give them better lives i mean no one's going to live like you live because you are martha stewart but what can they do what are the things you'd focus on well, some,
2: some people live way, way uh, easier and better lives than I do, Tracy, so, uh, but I, I do have a very nice life. Well,
1: I mean, doing it themselves. And, I mean, yes, we yeah, know people who yeah. live, yeah, but they have people doing it for them. I mean, they're not up yeah. making their own tomatoes. I mean, you still, even though you have the means, you're making your sauce, you're making your pickles, you take care of your dogs. Oh, you're you're I, really, you've I, got, uh, you're very hands-on. You're planting well, your trees. I, I, I feel, I feel if I lose touch with
2: with the real world, you lose touch with your your audience. You lose touch with your customer. You lose touch with your student. Uh, and I don't want to ever do, lose touch. Um, I have. I have two little grandchildren now. I never want to lose touch with them. I want them to understand what it, what it takes to live a good life. And, uh, and I think they do. I think they're uh, off to an excellent start. So the five things, um, I think that you should um, absolutely try to sit down to a good meal at least once a week with your family. Um, And have a discussion, talk about current events, talk about uh, things of substance. That's very important. I think you should try very hard to have a pet of some sort. I think pets enliven a household so tremendously and give a sense of of obligation and responsibility to a family.
1: And you and I are Frenchie girls. Oh, we love our French we people love our and, and, and she
2: has
0: a chow as well, I, I
2: believe I,
1: Oh, I have, two, I have two chows
0: now. Oh, my
2: goodness. Uh, uh, Genghis Khan, my, my beautiful champion uh, male chow, just had the most beautiful little girl. And my granddaughter, Jude, named her uh, her Pelucha, which is um, Spanish for fluffy.
1: She's so oh, cute,
2: that dog, that dog. Oh, So precious and and lively and and so intelligent. Um, So I think you should have a pet. I think you should, if you can, have a garden. I think growing things, uh, knowing how to nurture a a seed to to produce something beautiful, a flower or a vegetable, a berry, uh, is very, very important also in growing up. I think you should read books. I think, uh, and uh, uh, Tracy's husband has been the source of great inspiration to me about books uh, because of his, of his wonderful business. But I think, it's, um, I think books are terribly important, and the books can be virtual books on your iPad, on your Kindle, but read a book, a lot of books. And um, let's see, the fifth thing, uh, travel. Nice mm. travel and experience. Uh, that's those are very important in living a good life.
1: And people so. don't have those are great, Martha. I, I'm going to write those down. Actually, I do those things. I I feel good about that. I don't garden, but I enjoy a garden. But I think that people. Do you think that people sometimes become overwhelmed, and they and I found this certainly. I don't teach the things you teach, but I've only taught writing. That people feel sometimes that. If I can't do it perfectly, if I can't do it like Martha Stewart, then I'm not even going to try.
2: No, I think people, I think people are much more experimental than you give them credit for. Okay, good. And I, and I really think that uh, what uh, my object is to show people how it can be done if perhaps you want to try it. You know, so Mar- Martha, one we don't make any demands on people at all. We, we just give you the tools and the ideas and the creative uh, impetus so that you can, if you want, do it.
0: I think that that one of the elements of your success is is kindness. I think that you know if I watch Martha Stewart preparing something, whether it's on the Today Show or, or on your show, either of your shows, through the years, uh, one of one of the things that that is I think part of the elegance of what you do is that there is a calmness and a kindness, and I think that 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 opens the hearts and the minds of the of the, of the student. I think there's something. of I mean, I sit there and you know I I, list, I think about your five. Points of, of how to live your life, and I go okay. Two out of five is not bad, you know. But I have you know cats that treat me like staff. I sit down to a nice meal with my beautiful wife, and all, and I do. I crack a book once in a while, but I have seen so many of your shows. I've sat next to next to my wife. I've sat next to my ex-wife. I actually met you at Liza Minnelli's uh, uh, wedding, with, wedding
2: with my ex-wife. Oh, yeah. That's when we that's,
0: met. And, and
2: that fun wedding with Michael
0: Jackson. <laughs> I know what a uh, what a okay. collection. But again, you, you know, in, in the midst of that, and that was something of, you know, of, a, of, of a tsunami of celebrity and, and press and craziness, you had that calm, that elegance. And as I sidled up next to you in the buffet with all this going on, uh, it, it felt like home. And I think that's what you bring to, you know, to, to your, your, your shows. I think it's what you bring to your books. I think it's, it's an element of just accessibility and, and safety and kindness. And, and so your, your success is so deserved. So deserved. Well, thank
1: you. well, you're also an extraordinarily hard worker. I think that what I find, and tell me how you deal with this, because in all of the praise and 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 you are big fans, and you've God knows you've got global fans. You're you're 100 million people. I think Mark the Stewart on the media reaches. Uh, is it monthly, weekly? 100, yes, 100, yeah. It's a huge amount of huge. Every month. 100 yes, million indeed. people a month, Martha. I mean, God, God bless you but there are also out there and and i get i don't get it like you get it but there are then the people who like to criticize especially online and and i find that people love to say to bring people down people who are successful people who they don't realize woke up at Four in the morning and made pickles even though they didn't have to. Or you know drove. I know you drive into the city. You work ridiculously long hours. You've never stopped even though you can financially afford not to work anymore. Uh, You give time to your friends. And then there are the people who want to criticize. And I find this. And you tell me I'm not wrong. Women more than men attractive women more than unattractive women i mean if you're an attractive woman which you are god knows you're a chanel model and you're still gorgeous and you've accomplished what you've accomplished and not because anybody gave it to you but because you've worked your ass off for decades but then there are still the people who want to criticize how do you handle that emotionally
2: um you ignore it (laughs) do you Yeah, well, actually, we 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 sometimes laugh at some of the fantastic comments that you get. Twitter is pretty wild place, so uh, and you get instantaneous feedback on any ideas. So Twitter is kind of crazy. Um, Instagram, not so crazy. More uh, more appealing comments um, come to you via Instagram, Um, Facebook. Well, you can post them or not, depending on, on your on your preference. But I, I just think that um, that sometimes people are just so off base, I and mean, they're just ridiculously insensitive to what you're trying to do or trying to say, and uh, they would be better off just keeping quiet. But you know, they're not doing anything else. They're just, they're just, uh, you know, I, I feel sorry for those people who are, who are being unproductive.
1: So you just pretty much feel sorry for them and you ignore the bad comments. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if they say, God, you're wanting to even
2: cut your hair, I will probably look in the mirror and say, oh my gosh, maybe I do need a haircut. Or but uh, you know, things like that. But no, I'm I'm not I'm not
0: uh
2: flustered or, or terribly disturbed by negativity like that.
1: So throughout your life, no matter the highs or lows, you've just gone forth and been and done your work. Is that I mean that's what I kinda get focus, from you. Focus, you you just focus. you keep going no matter what happens. Yes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, it's worked, God knows. And you've got now I, I wanna give a little moment, Martha, to Martha Stewart Homemade. Can you tell our audience what that's about?
2: Oh, American-made. American-made. American American I didn't have yes. my glasses on, the sorry. The contest. I'm sorry, American-made, uh, not Maid. American. American-made is a big initiative for our company where we uh, search the country for uh, appropriate entrepreneurial behavior, um, if you want to call it that, but, but people who are um, actually creating and doing and building Uh, businesses, uh, 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 philanthropic organizations, um, artistic creations, Uh, it's a a phenomenal uh, movement in America that so much of the manufacturing is coming back to our shores. Uh, And there are many, many, many uh, young and not so young uh, people uh, making things. By hand, by machine, uh, with the help of others, uh, that will uh, turn into real businesses. And so, this is our third year, and it is our um, we have uh, 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 ten chosen uh, winners of our American Made contest, which is uh, conducted online at, at martha Stewart com slash American Made, and uh, we are ex- expecting in uh, November to have. A wonderful, wonderful celebratory day here in New York City.
0: Well on a totally different <laughs> note if I may I have to ask something before before we, we let you go that, that I watched as, as I think the world did and thought it was just remarkable and wonderful that you wound up on the roast of Justin Bieber and oh. I, 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 have I to, knew you would
1: bring that up I, I have to ask <laughs> I didn't Paul did
0: I, I have to ask how in the world you got involved you know and what you thought of that gathering and uh, it was just I thought it was brave and I thought it was very funny and congratulations oh thank you.
2: Thank you. Um, and you know, the other night I was at the U.S. Open and my picture came up on the screen and people actually clapped. That's all a result of that Justin <laughs> there, you
0: there you go. There uh,
2: you go. Because I think people realize that, that uh, I do have a sense of humor. Um, I wanted to do it, even though uh, people in my office thought I was nuts to uh, open myself to to both ridicule and and uh, scorn on the Comedy uh, Central. But it was fun. Uh, Scooter, who is uh, the the manager of Justin. Um, uh, I guess remembered uh, me from uh, a Letterman show where both of us had appeared, and they called me as, the, as sort of the straight man for that night, and uh, I, don't, I think they were probably shocked that I accepted, and we worked really hard on the, on the script. That was very difficult to balance nicely um, and not be, not be too evil, but I, I got in a few, a few pretty good jabs at people. And uh, I, I had fun. I had fun. You had to go to California. You had to, it was the first day of my family vacation, and I had to give up that first day in St. Bart's. But it was totally worth it because uh, I reached an audience that uh, is not, didn't necessarily understand who or what I did.
1: So yep. how, how much did your Twitter following go up after that? <laughs> oh, t-
2: tremendously. I think we had seven and a half billion impressions that
1: week. No. Oh, huge, yes. huge.
0: And the fact is that it was not just, billion. A, what, it's not, <laughs> not just what you did, but how you took what was said about you and and you know, the the endless ribbing from the other roasters. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought yeah. you handled it beautifully. So you
1: have people like replanting snapdragons in America now that never even knew what a snapdragon was before this roast. Exactly. Well, that's there the yes whole... You know, you're constantly finding a new audience. Martha, look at that. You know, you, <laughs> well, ne- you, you can never—it's it's staying young, isn't it? You just keep doing new things like that. Martha
0: and I are the, are the same age, actually. So at the, the fact is, we're very young.
1: We're well, both And the internet—you know—the internet has changed our lives
2: so tremendously, and it's extremely important for all of us to understand the ramifications of what that internet can do for us, and with us, and and uh, beside us. So it's it's, pre- it's pretty amazing. And, uh, and at the same time, you have to maintain a balance in the other parts of your life. Not everything can be dictated by, um, by Twitter and, and uh, Instagram and Pinterest and and uh, Facebook we have to we have to really um we have to really balance our lives
1: it feels like <laughs> what you do was, ma- I mean was really made for I mean when you, when you think about Pinterest and Instagram and Twitter it's what, what you were doing all those decades before was really made for this though wasn't it I bet your Instagram right. your Instagram following is extraordinary
2: uh, well, we're, we're very lucky. We have a lot of really uh, uh, intuitive people who want to um, learn, and they want to see, and they want to experience, and uh, and it's uh, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun.
1: Well, you know, Martha, you, I, I gotta say. You, you're one of my heroes. I I you know, I'm constantly in awe of, of what you do and how you do it and how you keep doing it and and you're very generous of spirit. And I think that's something people don't know. People are always quick to criticize people, but you are you're always there for your friends, you help people out. You really do. You you're you're, you're always there. And um and I know I've been appreciative of, of your largesse and and the rest of the people of your followers are, gen- are grateful for all of these extraordinary things that you know that you share so generously with the world. And now, as of today, they can go out and they can give these wonderful cocktail parties and they can make their own appetizers <laughs> that are actually easy. I was pretty amazed. I don't really um, ever, I don't really want to make appetizers, Martha. I don't. I want someone to make appetizers for me. I will own that. Uh, but I, I thought, you know, I want to make Martha's appetizers. I want to go in there well, and really try very...
2: They're wonderful recipes, and, uh, and I hope everybody does go out and, and buy the book. Uh, we're in our a third or fourth printing at, at present time, and it's just hitting the, news, uh, hitting the books, books uh, sellers shelves. So we're really, really lucky. And, and I, I'm so happy that you, um, that you called to talk to me today. It's really been great. Well, I
1: may, you, know, you, you may have to suffer through, because I may invite you over for drinks, and you may have to suffer through my attempts to make some of those appetizers. I'm just I warning will, um, you now.
2: Any time, and by the way, uh, Tracy and her husband uh, live very nicely. Sharp. Yeah,
0: so kind and of you to charm. mention Glenn Horowitz, who is an amazing, amazing man as well. Too. Uh, yes, his, he the, is. The, the
1: Thanks to Glenn that I know Martha and and Martha. The other book of yours, and it's still because I was looking at all your books the other day again. And your book, weddings. You were really. I remember when I got married for the first time, not when I married Glenn, but that book. That is the Bible for so many women getting married. I still think it's the best wedding book ever done.
2: Uh, Thank you. And we have a new wedding book our 86th book coming out in um, November which eclipses the excellence of that of that wedding book uh, with so much fantastic information wait till you see that Tracy I'll be happy to come back and talk about that
1: well we will bring you back for that because I want I'm not getting married again but I've got two girls coming up as you know so but I just remember when I got married the first I I was so happy I was getting married because I could actually get that book and read it I think that's why I got married uh, just so I could follow Martha, the Stewart's wedding (laughs) book. Um, You you didn't do a divorce book, which might be an idea, Martha, like the elegant divorce. I think that that might be a good one. I, I would buy I several am, copies am, of that. I would fail. I would fail that. So <laughs> yeah, Paula could use that. We well, Martha. I know you've got a lot. You probably got to go. You know, I don't know. Make a 95-foot wedding cake, or you was, know, de, the line, decoupage the, the line, Vatican, a or something. Line
2: down the hallway at my office waiting to talk to me. So, you're uh,
1: a love. Congratulations on your okay. 85th book. That's a great accomplishment. Have a wonderful thank day, you. and thank you for being on Gratitude and trust. We're grateful you were here. Thank All you right,
0: so much. Very nice to talk to you. Bye, bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. You give a little. A little love and it all comes back to you. La 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 na, la la na, na. You know you're gonna be remembered for the things that you say and do. La la la, la la, na, na, na. You give a little love and it all comes back to you. La la, na, 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 na. You know you're